0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 488. Us. There they sit, growing heavier, festering. Given enough time, they cannot help but crush the heart that holds them. Modern philosophers score tecum, but they are vultures picking at the bones of a giant. Quibble all you like, Tecum understood the shape of the world. The day after I'd followed Denna through the city, she sent me a note, and I met her outside the Four Tappers. We'd met there dozens of times in the last several span, but today something was different. Today, Denna wore a long, elegant dress, not layered and high-necked in the current fashion, but close-fitting and open at the throat. It was a deep blue and when she took a step i could glimpse a long stretch of her bare leg beneath her harp case leaned against the wall behind her and she had an expectant look in her eye her dark hair was lustrous in the sunlight unadorned except for three narrow braids tied with blue string she was barefoot and her feet were grass-stained She smiled. It's done, she said, excitement thrumming through her voice like distant thunder. Done enough to play you a piece at any rate. Would you like to hear it? I caught a bit of a well-hidden shyness in her voice. As we were both working for patrons who valued their privacy, Denied and I didn't often discuss our work. We compared our ink-stained fingers... "'and bemoaned our difficulties, but only in vague ways. "'I'd like nothing better than to hear it,' I said "'as Denna picked up her harp case and started down the street. "'I fell into step behind her. "'Won't your patron mind?' "'Denna gave a too-casual shrug. "'He says he wants my first song to be something "'that men will sing for a hundred years,' so I doubt he'll want me to keep it bottled up forever." She gave me a sideways look. We'll go somewhere private, and I'll let you hear, so long as you don't go shouting it from the rooftops. And I'll let you hear, so long as you don't go shouting it from rooftops. I should be safe. We started walking to the western gate by unspoken agreement. I'd have brought my loot, I said, But I finally found a luthier, I trust. I'm having that loose peg mended. You'll serve me best as audience today, she said. Sit wrapped in admiration as I play. Tomorrow I'll watch you, all dewy-eyed with wonder. I'll marvel at your skill and wit and charm. She moved her harp to her other shoulder and grinned at me provided you aren't having them mended at the shop. I'm always up for a duet, I suggested. Harp and lute is rare, but not unheard of. That's delicately phrased, she glanced sideways at me. I'll think on it. And that's the page.
1: Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy.
0: I don't get it. What's what she said?
1: I'm always up for a duet.
0: Oh. Oh, wow. No, I missed that entirely. Wow.
1: Yeah, Denna again doing her, oh, you know, we're joking about sex, but are we joking? What if we did a duet? But not really, but maybe?
0: See, I thought that they were, I thought when she says that's delicately phrased, I thought she is uh, saying that about the harp and lute is is rare, but not unheard of.
1: Yeah, also, like, I'm a a harp, and you're a lute, and it's rare, but it doesn't always work, but it's not unheard of, you know? Maybe we can make sweet music together. And Jordana, I have to correct your pronunciation. Oh, yes. The the correct pronunciation is lufa. What? Where? Lufa. Oi,
2: lufa. Jeremy, help me. When you said luthier. Yeah, yeah, luthier. And the correct pronunciation is lufa. You mean mean DCI (laughs) John Lufa? That's right, John Lufa. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I'll work
0: on my heavy British male accent. I'm not like that's a very deep voice. I don't know if I can handle that.
2: Yes, only boys talk like only boys talk like that in Britain. that's absolutely the case.
1: <laughs> Much like Napoleon, I too wish to get off Elba. This page makes me think uh, it reminds me of having a very anxious or a very anxiety, Written conversation. I think that the well hidden shyness uh, is, you know, Denna being anxious to share this intensely personal thing with Quoth, and Kvoth being anxious because it is part of the, um, this is the purview of the patron, uh, which is an area that Kvoth is extremely nervous about because he is very protective of her and he perhaps correctly has intuited that the patron is uh, not a great guy. Uh, so this whole page reminds me of how I feel when I'm I'm having a conversation that makes me very anxious. Um, and I think that, you know, the Denna joking, we could even do a bit of a, 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 a retrospective of whenever Denna does a sex joke, and we could maybe see if that's something that she does when she's anxious or nervous to kind of break the tension.
2: And if I may jump off from there, it's not just that Kvothe is nervous because this song that Denna's going to play for him was commissioned by her patron, but he's also going to bring up the subject of like, well, maybe I could get you a different patron. Maybe the mayor could be your patron. And I think he knows even before he brings it up that that's going to tick Denna off because when they have brought up her patron before that has ticked Denna off. And she's basically said, look, stop bothering me about this.
1: I mean, that's why Quoth is so anxious because he's teeing himself up to have this conversation. And I think that he, has done this because of what he learned in the previous chapter, that more than ever, he is concerning himself with, quote-unquote, saving her from her life and getting her a a more legit patron. I
2: mean, if that's where his mind has gone, that he's really got the wrong end of the stick, because he, her whole message to that girl and her whole message to him, like a page or two later, is, like, I'm in charge of my life, and as far as she's concerned, the choice she has made to deal with this patron and have the kind of relationship she has with him was a choice she made, knowing full well the risks. Right. So where does he get off,
1: Jordana? Do you think that both? Do you think both internalized that lesson?
0: <laughs> my point, like my point, being, and I think Nick's point, and I think maybe probably your point is, he does have the wrong end of the stick. It's not whether or not he does; it's that he does.
2: I think that when he, he like in the moment when he heard Denna talking to the girl, I think he probably did so have some kind of reassessment of the way he's been thinking about Denna. And now that he's had some, and that's why he was sitting alone with his drink at the end of that chapter. And now that it's a couple of days later and he's had some time to think about it in the cold light of day, he's convinced himself that, well, this isn't at all the same thing, right? He's like rationalizing. I'm still going to stick my nose in.
1: I think if anything, this realization redoubled his efforts to save Denna.
2: There are two instances of seven words And those two instances of seven words rhyme Oh, when Dennis says, you'll serve me best as audience today. Sit wrapped in admiration as I play. Mm -hmm. In fact, that whole passage that she has almost reads to me like it's teeing up a third rhyme at the end of the sentence. And then she breaks it. So I don't know what that says, but I think it's an interesting little moment because the whole... I'm not going to read the like parts where she where it goes like, she said, she moved, she whatever. I'm just going to read what Denna is saying to Quoth. You'll serve me best as audience today. Sit wrapped in aberration as I play. Tomorrow I'll watch you all dewy-eyed with wonder. I'll marvel at your skill and wit and charm. And to my ear, what follows that should be, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-a, uh, right? It's got to be something else that rhymes with today or play, but the sentence she actually says is provided you aren't having them mended at the shop. So it's almost like she has deliberately upset whatever magical thing it is that they do when they start talking in verse to each other.
1: I, to me, it doesn't read as deliberate, but it reads as, as, as anxious. It, It reads as like, we have this moment of, of honesty, this moment of being in sync. And then the fear makes her pull back and make a joke instead of leaning into the, openness with which they they interact with each other when they're at their best
0: and specifically the two sentences that rhyme if both could do either of those things properly they wouldn't have the problem they're about to have (laughs) so true (laughs) like he doesn't really serve her as an audience he serves her more as a critic which is not necessarily like different like audiences can Well be it's critical. it's not
1: what she's asked for today <laughs> very explicitly
0: Yeah it's like like she's asking for someone to listen and what he's doing is like yes he's listening but really he's uh what is the word I'm looking for he he's critiquing Yes but really he's critiquing and and he does not sit wrapped in admiration for the skills that she has learned. He sits wrapped up in his own business about the Chandrian.
1: Well, also, yeah, exactly. Like he, to him, he's horrified because he thinks that she's uh, straying into danger by singing this song that is Chandrian adjacent, which is part of why he acts the way she does. And he also lacks the context that we're beginning to glean about Dena that this song is her life's work and it, it means as much to her as Kvothe's Hunt to the, to the Chandrian does for him. And what she wants clearly is like her only friend in the world to say, wow, that's amazing. You have done a great job. All of this effort is worth something. I appreciate you. That's all she really wants out of this. This is probably the first time she's played this ever. She probably hasn't even played for her patron yet. So I think she's really just looking to share a little piece of herself, perhaps for the first time ever, intentionally share a true piece of herself with her only friend in the world, as far as we know, and very likely, "quote" is the person who knows her best in the world. Uh, and what she gets instead is uh, a know-it-all who thinks that he can keep her.
0: And the sad truth that they are the same thing.
1: That's right. And as anybody who has watched Loki knows, it's extremely likely that they are different versions of each other from alternate timelines.
2: Wow. Spoilers for Disney's Loki. It's not
1: spoilers. They tell you almost right away. Anyway, that's all I have to say on this page.
0: All right, I've got things. Uh, quick note as to um, Denna's hair. She's not just wearing braids. She's wearing three.
1: Yes, and she does. Uh, when they fight, she she knots and unknots some of the braids. So keep an eye on those braids.
0: Yes, very mysterious. Also, weird that like it feels like she got dressed up for this this like performance to Kefo's.
1: I'm sure she did.
0: We know that like before, Dena wasn't, or she, like she took a braid out of her hair, and like as far as we know, she wasn't really wearing the braids in her hair near Kfoth. So what is different? About this,
2: there's been an assertion on this podcast that maybe she's getting more and more comfortable with using whatever kind of magic is in her braids to the point where now it's just something she doesn't even think about doing. She just like when she does her hair in the morning, she puts the braids that she wants in there to get the effects that she wants.
0: Okay, wild theory. My turn to have a crackpot. Theory. We never
2: do wild theories
1: on this podcast.
0: Dena's wearing the three braids, and theoretically, if they're Yelish knots, they they might make someone feel or think a certain way. What if the way she's wearing the braids right now, like what if she genuinely wants a closer critique? She just doesn't think it's going to be negative. And she knows that he's like a good musician. And so she wants an honest critique from him so that she can learn from, from those critiques. So let's say she's doing that with her hair, but then it sort of goes awry because it works too well and he gives too honest a critique
1: jordana i fucking love that theory because <laughs> it starts immediately he starts being honest about the patron thing right away he starts giving her his honest critique about his opinion on on her patron immediately like i love that and i love that i mean i you know me i love to do uh, negative readings of Quoth. i love to be uncharitable of him as much as I'd like this to be a moment of his uh, uh, negativity in his character, I also like the idea that this is also slightly like Denna. Denna, like through her, through her attempt to kind of control or influence people through magic, has in a way engineered the downfall of their friendship accidentally in a very Quothian fashion as well by not truly understanding the consequences of the magic she's meddling with. Uh, I love it. How do you
0: feel about my theory, Jeremy?
2: No, I think that's an interesting idea, and it would, it would lend Dena more agency and and make her kind of complicit in the same breaches of trust that we have pointed out that Quoth is is somewhat guilty of. And again, those those are not coming from like a malicious place, but they do have unforeseen uh, and uh, tragic consequences. And they also come from a place of like character, right? Like we under, we would understand why denna would be doing that in the same way that we understand why close definitely it it
1: absolutely aligns with everything we know about denna as well as as our understanding of them as being shadows of one another i think that's a great theory jordana
0: hooray theory time
1: normally i'd say we've gone long so let's not read a letter but we have a lot of episodes there so are a lot of letters in the mailbag and we won't get to them before the break so i'd like to try and get through as many as we can before then this is a letter from RJ who writes on "All Chandrian Fear. Hello, Big Three. Listener Valentina brought up a great point in the episode for page 452 about when Quoth calls the lightning later on in Wise Man's fear. I know we're still quite far from that point, but since she has opened these doors, I will walk in behind her. Valentina theorized that Martin was calling Telu for aid against the bandits, and that Telu actually came and assisted Quoth, which is why the lightning struck and when and where it did. I'm not here to argue this point, but I do want to point out that the banded leader, Cinder's familiar motion, where he stops and tilts his head as if searching the sky for something. This is so similar to how Haliax reacts at Quoth's parents' caravan. Haliax tilts his head up to the sky, and Quoth has a feeling of being watched, with a subtle change in the texture of the air. Then Haliax says, They come, quickly, to me, and disappears in shadow. Interesting to note, that Telu and his angels are not in the list of things Haliax mentions he is protecting Cinder and the others from, the Emir, the Singers, and the Setha. Perhaps Telu and Haliax are such old enemies that Haliax does not see the need to list the angels as something he protects the others from. Or perhaps he cannot protect them from Telu and his angels at all. Maybe Telu is the ultimate enemy of the Chandrian. That's all I've got. Can't wait for further discussion of this book. XOXO, signed, Gossip Quoth. Uh, RJ, you've missed the obvious solution, which is that Telu and his angels are the Chandrian. Uh. I'm sorry, someone let a goose in instead of Jeremy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that RJ, you're quite right to point out that Telu and his angels are conspicuous in their absence, but I, I don't think that they're the same as the Chandrian.
0: I I just feel like I don't have enough information on this. Like I like all the reads. I think that Everything feels both possible and impossible at the same time, and that yeah, that's it. I, yeah, I don't.
2: you know what, Jordana, we have to take you off your fence and put you in a box with a capsule of like radioactive isotope, and then close the box, and then you'll be both Jordana and not <laughs> yes. Jordana.
0: So I'll be Schrodinger's Jordana,
2: and we will
1: both be back tomorrow, and uh. I guess we will be back tomorrow on another episode of Page of the Way